Hey, everybody, welcome back to Lead with Worship, a worship podcast from the team here at Saddleback Church. My name is John Cassetto, and I have the honor of serving as the global worship pastor here at Saddleback. And on this podcast, you'll hear from artists, creatives, and guests as we uncover the heart and the purpose of worship. Throughout our time together, our prayer is that you would be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in your own creative journey and worship leadership. You know, here at Saddleback, we work really hard to ensure our platform and production teams are united in heart and vision. And so today on today's podcast, you're going to hear from some of our production team as they unpack the heart of serving and building a unified culture. So you're going to hear Taylor talk to Brittany and Connor and Daniel, and it's really a great conversation. I love these guys on our production team and just how they are building something really prevailing and sustaining um, and just united not just within the production team, but between the production and the platform ministries. So I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation. So let's dive into today's conversation. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Lead with Worship. My name's Taylor, and I'm on the worship staff here with Saddleback Church. And I'm here today with my friends, Connor Jenkins, Daniel Scotty, and Brittany Krimmel. Hey guys, how's it going? What's Good to up? see you all. What is hey. up? Good to see you, Taylor. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, Brittany Krimmel is our production manager at our Lake Forest campus. She directs and produces services on the weekends. She's running the world there. Daniel Scotty is our central production director, overseeing production at all of our regional campuses. And Connor is one of is is the audio lead. At Saddleback Church. And so we're super grateful to have you guys with us today. All things audio. audio. Everything. You can ask Connor. All these mics he helped us get. All these mics he helped us get. This recorded, like the template that we're recording into. If it sounds good, if it sounds good, it's me. It sounds bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So anyway, super grateful to have you guys with us today. And I know that today we're going to dive into some great conversation around just production and just the world of that and pastoring production people and the relationship between production and the platform ministries and how all of that works together and how we can be unified in vision. But before we dive into all of that, I would just love to hear from you guys, maybe take us back to the moment. And maybe we start with you, Connor, take us back to the moment when you first felt called into ministry from a production standpoint. Yeah. So, um, been working at Saddleback for like eight years now. Wow. Um, started as a drummer in high school ministry at our Irvine campus when it was one campus. Shout out to Irvine. Um, then realized I am not a very good drummer. So I knew that that wasn't my thing, but I knew I wanted to be involved in worship ministry at some level. Didn't know what that was. I actually attended a CM. It was Crave at the time. Shout out to Crave. Um, I think <laughs> Daniel was probably there. I, d- I don't remember Daniel, probably. but he probably was there. And I remember seeing the console and being like, well, that looks cool. Maybe I should do that. And probably a few months later, summoned the courage to apply for an internship, which mm. didn't exist. Um, and then from there, it was just like fell in love with audio and knew that this was what I wanted to do. Didn't really have any interest in any of the other disciplines and just knew audios for me. And I was obsessed and still obsessed and grateful that I found it. Love it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. What about you, Daniel? Yeah. Um, like Connor, I'm a failed drummer. So 
It's I a common had, theme. I love yeah. it. I'm a field drummer as well, so oh you're boy. in good company. Perfect. <laughs> did, did you ever drum? Unfortunately, I'm not a field drummer. Okay. So. But not you're a, still not a good drummer one. at all, actually. Uh, but okay, fun okay. facts, <laughs> Brittany does have drum sticks in her car currently. Oh, you never know. Never know. Why? Never we don't know. But, yeah. you know. So, youth group um, was on the worship team. My dad uh, was a pastor, so I kind of just lived at the church, and one of my good friends also was helping with audio. And I was like, well, I want to hang out with my friend, MJ. And uh, he was always kind of mixing for a youth group and stuff. So I started to get plugged into that while also semi-playing drums for my youth group. And our worship leader was like, hey, you're pretty good at audio. (laughs) (laughs) So like, let's stick to that. Like, you don't practice that much on drums. So from there on, I just, you know, loved some of the behind the scenes stuff of... um, tech and music and and worship and then fast forward to my time here at Saddleback. I've been here for 15 years and have just kind of been open-handed to whatever needs are there. And if there's an audio need, that's kind of my primary practice, I guess, of what I probably spent the most time doing. Uh, But figured lighting stuff out is cool and kind of did interim lighting stuff and used to like service produce and, and stuff like that. So just kind of whatever was needed, I would just step into. I love that. That's so cool, Daniel. But yeah. What about you, Brittany? Um, so I grew up in a really small church plant, and I had a mentor that convinced me to come serve in production with her. She ran our graphics, and she said, why don't you come sit next to me and run lights? And so that's how I got into production. And then kind of our team was so small that it was like you could do production and band, and so I kind of did the whole like – do lights one weekend, do vocals one weekend. And then when I got to college, um, learned that being a producer was a role. And that's where I was like, this is it. This is everything I've ever <laughs> yeah. wanted. Like it's both worlds merged into one. I was like, it's beautiful. This is the whole thing. And from there I was sold. And that was, that was the story. That's so great. That's so cool how like it was such a simple invitation for all of you guys mm-hmm. of like, it wasn't like this big, we need you to do this massive thing. It was just yeah. like, hey, Come hang. Like, just such a simple invitation in that. I really, really love that, guys. Man. You know, um, I would just, I would love to ask you guys, too, like, especially from just thinking of, like, you guys who have been, like, on sort of, like, both sides of the world, like, in the platform and in the production side of things, like, what does it look like to unify those worlds because I think I've, I've been in a lot of churches in a lot of different contexts where it feels you can feel the tension and you can feel kind of the gap between those things. Mm-hmm. And so what are some ways that we can bring those things together? Yeah. I mean, I think a big thing, if you look at a weekend or a worship service or, or whatever you're putting your time towards, if your interaction with the people you're working with are always in a deadline service starts at, you know, 9 a.m., we have all this stuff to set up and run through. Mm-hmm. That usually makes it difficult for there to be a lot of like relational time to get to know who you're working with. And especially within, you know, th- the context of being a part of a local church and, and serving teams together, you're interacting with the same people f- for the most part time and time again. Yeah. So that making sure that there's actual space prior to those like high stress moments to get to know each other is so mm-hmm. helpful in building trust and relationship and getting to know people so that when you do jump into like really stressful environments, you guys have like some relational equity there. Um, I think is probably like what goes the further or what I've experienced being 
really helpful in in serving together and stuff. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. There's so much like in that space that's really important, like for the relational side of things, the relational connection and different things. I I think what I loved about that, what I loved about that space too, Daniel, that you talk about is that you can get to know one another too. You're not just kind of like walking into the booth or like walking mm. into the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's camaraderie that's built in, yeah. built in the margins for sure. Yeah, relational collateral is huge. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the first, when someone comes at you about something especially negative and you have no idea who they are, your instinct is going to be defensive and like, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah. why is this person telling me this thing is wrong or whatever? And same from our side as a production team. Yep. I feel like a lot of times we we are detail oriented and we see where things are we're lacking. And mm-hmm. so our first approach is like, let's fix that. Yeah. But instead of being like, hey, how are you? It's like, dude, your guitar tone sucks. Can we fix that? <laughs> and it's like, that's yeah. the first time they've heard your voice. It may be the first time they've ever encountered you. Yeah. And so learning to like think about it before and go, hey, how's it going? Start a conversation. My name's Connor. Mm. I had an issue, or not an issue, but I, had a, uh, I guess it was an issue this weekend. Uh, the drummer, I don't know what was happening. I would look, I'd look down, everything's fine. Look up, the snare drum mic was like a foot away from the snare drum. Mm. And I thought, well, maybe he's just getting like really lit up there and it's just moving. And so I was like, but I don't, I don't and I, so I fixed it. Next service, same thing happens. I'm like, he's d- got to be doing something. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go talk to this guy. And it's the first time I've talked to him this entire weekend. And so I'm like, hey, my name's Connor. And it's like, hey, and we're just start talking. And then we talk. And then it's like, hey, do you know if notice if the snare drum's moving? He's like, yeah, I think it's the stand. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was him. It wasn't. And thankfully, I didn't just go at him like, dude, why do you keep moving your stuff? You know, it's like, yeah, that wouldn't have been good. That wouldn't have been good. And it's not, (laughs) and it's like one of those things where it's just like, you got to approach it gently and kindly and just kind of like take a second. I know it's like for us, it's like, I need to get this done right now. Yeah. But it's like, take a second, introduce yourself, then address the issue. Mm -hmm. And you might be caught off guard by what the actual issue is, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Connor, because I think that, and I love that you went there because I was just about to take us here anyway of like the practical ways that we can sort of like mend the gap in these different different areas. But what I'm hearing there is like there's such a posture of of service yeah. mm-hmm. that you're starting starting with there of beyond like beyond the end goal, which is like okay, like we're going to make this thing sound good or make this process clean or we're going to we're going to make the programming smooth or whatever that thing yeah. the, whatever the thing is that you're trying to accomplish, but approaching that with a posture of service of like um, introducing yourself, you know, to start of like, hey, I really want to make this, make your mix great. I really want to want to do it, do things like this. Um, but just the heart posture in that is really, really great and goes so far. Yeah, and I think too, like as the production people, sometimes I remember, like, like you're saying, like being on both sides. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking the production people were so intimidating and mm-hmm. scary, and yeah. I didn't want to like upset them or do anything like play too loud or yeah. whatever. And it's so it's like if we automatically hey, I'm Connor. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. I like this. We're tearing right. down that wall right away. Right. And it's like, I'm friendly. You can talk to me. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Right. Especially volunteers. Like, I don't want any yeah. volunteer to be intimidated by me. Right. Totally. And one thing I appreciate about our team values uh, that John and Steph has led is just like our our core verse mm-hmm. is let love be our highest goal from 1 Corinthians 14.1. And because that really sets the the tone for how we operate as a production team, you know, before yeah. we like want to be the greatest, like audio engineers or, you know, service producers or instrumentalists or whatever, like 
what is it if, if we can't love each other well? And that goes into how we communicate, how we serve one another. And um, I don't know. I feel like that's at the bedrock of a lot of what we do. It really stems from that. You know, if we walk away from a service and I was like, oh man, that was really stressful and everyone like got super short and nitpicky with each other or whatever. It's like, oh, that we didn't love each other well. But most right. of the time we're walking away being like, wow, that was crazy. You good? We good? Yeah. Um, and there's like this respect for one another that kind of goes beyond just like, we always say like people over the product or mm -hmm. people over production or people over the process. Mm -hmm. People yeah. have to go first in all of this. Yeah. Absolutely. What does that look like on a weekend? Like from start to finish, how is there how is there unity taking place in that? I know like we talk about the um, Temers mentioned previously on, on a previous podcast about like the the currency of love being information. Yeah. What does that look like for us? Like from start to finish, like on a weekend service. Well, it actually starts well before the weekend. So we have what we lovingly refer to as our favorite. Uh, meeting of the week on Wednesday afternoons um, with all of our platform and production teams that are leading weekends um, where we talk about the previous weekend. And we always start that meeting uh, where we talk about wins, things that went right. So if you are familiar with the four helpful lists, talking about what went right, what went well, where do we see God move? What good conversations do we have with people? Um, what volunteers are stepping into leadership? Like all that kind of good stuff which is helpful because the next part of that list as we are reflecting and debriefing on that conversation is what didn't go well, what information mm -hmm. or communication were we missing, what systems are confusing or things do we need to clarify, like all kinds of things like that. But celebrating and starting with those wins helps us um, just be kinder to each other moving yeah, forward. that's good. And then when we have those lists of like, oh, we need to, you know, shore that system up or whatever, and then we go into the following week, it helps us not make the same mistakes twice. And then we're more prepared and we're kinder to each other because yeah. we're more aware of what's going on. And we also have a lot of fun in that meeting <laughs> and we get to see each other face to face and all yeah. kinds of things like that. Yeah. And no one likes the person that only contributes negative things. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like it's great that those that that space has time to like let's all celebrate the good things yeah and then we could talk about the hard things but yeah because yeah just like we've had a work calling yeah no 100 percent. <laughs> like i'm always like i feel like i'm frothing at the mouth to get to the negative part you know and it's like learning yeah. in the last you know few since we've been doing this in the last like year or so it's like yeah what's the positive things that happened before yeah. the negative like right. let's celebrate yeah. things because yeah there's so much good happening yeah but i'm focused on the one negative yeah. thing right and also, yeah, it's it's just silly. So it's like taking that time to do that mm -hmm. and we're all in a room together and it's like we're out of the moment too. There's no like, yeah. oh, we got we got to do this like in like five minutes. It's like take our time, mm -hmm. celebrate, yep. mm -hmm. go. And isn't that, that's like the role of a production person. Like no one looks back when the service is going really well and they're like, yeah, thumbs up from the audience to the production yeah. booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They only look back when you hear some feedback oh. or when stuff doesn't work. They're like, hey, you guys the getting that? The lyrics don't come up. Yeah, like, where yeah. are those? Can you get the <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what, that's the joy of what we get to do. Yeah. That's so good. I'm actually like a t terrible at operating lyrics. Like fun fact. Like I used to do it like in, Brittany knows we went to college together. Like I used oh, to do it in college. Yes. And I'm like, so mad props to anyone who runs graphics at your church or Shout anything out. like that. Because I'm like, because I'm like sitting there and I'm like, I'm hitting space bar and I'm like worshiping and I'm like singing. And then like, 
I noticed like it doesn't change. Like the lyric didn't change. And my producer mind is like, well, what's who's supposed to be doing that? Like, like how come how come that's wrong? And I'm like, wait, yeah. that's me. Taylor's, <laughs> like, Taylor's a good two choruses behind. Yes. Like, oh, we're in the bridge now. Yeah. My bad. My bad, guys. So never never <laughs> ask me to run graphics. So mad props to, to all you who do that. I'd love to know, like, so for the people that are on you guys' teams, like the the volunteers that that you guys have, like what is what is training them and discipling them look like in a production context? Because we talk about this with band, we talk about it with vocals. Like, yes, like there's a weekend service or a thing that we're serving and there's a people that we're serving in front of us. But a lot of times that space is an excuse for discipleship. And so what does that look like for for you guys in the context that you serve? Yeah, I think it's super cool because we get to minister to people maybe in a similar personality as us and not like Mm -hmm. a platform team member. So the people shy, outcast, not super social and bringing them into a team. I mean, like, yeah. no, sorry, you don't get to hide back here. Like, I know you want to, and I know it's your natural uh, inkling, but you're not going to. So like, be a part of this team. Maybe they, they all, I think we all deep down, biblically, want to be a part of a family mm-hmm. and a part of a community. It's just hard for some of us to, myself included, get out and do that. And that's what church did for me. Like, gave me a family, wow. made me break out. Like, Daniel's known me for a long time. I was yeah. not... The fact that I'm talking on here right now, it would have not happened eight years ago. <laughs> like I would not have Amazing. been able to get a word out. So it's like, it's just, it changes and it changes your personality. So being like, hey, I know like you have a normal job. Maybe you're an IT guy, commonly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to IT guys. Um, but let's like get you talking to people who are a little different than you, you yeah. know, uh, and uh, break you out of your shell a little bit and mm-hmm. like shake some hands and let's like be the guy. You know, be and it's and a lot of people are pretty good at like it is we are a service, you know, we're serving the worship team, we are mm-hmm. serving our congregation. And so kind of changing that I think that softens your heart, just changes you as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being more involved and being like the drummer or whomever or the worship leader is talking to me like a human. And it's like I so I'm held on the similar stage. Like I'm held in the yeah. similar level. Yep. And so and I'm supporting them. They can't do what they do without us, and yeah. vice versa. So it's like yeah. we're all a part of this. We're all hel- helping together. It's a yeah. it's all a uh, ecosystem and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I love the vision that you point to there too, Connor. And I think that's so. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but like the circle up moment that we do at the beginning, beginning of service of like we. St- I, I've been like in a lot of ministries too, where you kind of just roll into it. You know, you kind of just roll in. You get you go to your spot or whatever, yeah. you kind of just get started, you start mm-hmm. figuring things out, but just the moment to stop. And like, and like I know at our like Forest and a lot of our campuses, everyone just comes to the stage or everyone goes to the booth and just one space, you know, mm-hmm. we're one team. Mm-hmm. We're in one, and we have one vision that we're walking towards and whoever will, and sometimes that's the producer, sometimes that's the audio guy at some of our campuses, sometimes that's the worship leader who's giving vision for the weekend yeah. of like, just a reminder of, hey, like you're not just here to set up a sound system, but you actually are making a way for the gospel to be proclaimed. Yeah. Right. You know, lifting people's eyes beyond the things yeah. that they see in front of them into what God's actually inviting them into right. for that weekend. Yeah. I feel like there's so much there um, that you're hitting on, Connor. That's and really that's good. the big, like, yeah. what are you inviting people into when they're joining your ministry? Because mm-hmm. if it is transactional of just like, hey, we have this need, this gap, this spot, then typically your environment will be treated like that. That mm-hmm. it's just like filling gaps right. and plugging holes and stuff compared to like, might be a little bit more harder and take more effort and make you kind of come out of your shell a bit more is to be 
transformational and walking the life with people and, and doing life together with people and inviting them into the bigger picture of what's happening in our church Yeah. compared to like, Hey, you, you like sound come mix? Like just come push these faders. Cool. Good job. See you next week. You know, compared to like, man, what an awesome weekend. Like God did this. Let's go see the baptisms happening this week or whatever, you know, inviting mm. them into the full picture of what we get to be a part of, um, is so huge in, in the invitation, you know, mm. cause sometimes it weeds people out oh, who, yeah. Yeah, who right. they, they only want to be there just to do the tech stuff and just to like push faders, which is great. Um, but we want to, we want so much more from our team in, in, in that aspect. That's yeah. really We good. want more for them than more from yeah, them. Yeah. 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 Mm. That's good. Cause more I think for like longevity yeah. too, it's like, you can come do audio, but I think there's some people that like I think would come just to hang. Yep. Like mm-hmm. they don't really care if they're yes. operating that weekend. They just want to come hang out because yep. we're their family and we're their friends. And it's yep. like they enjoy. We're we're lighthearted. We laugh. We do all these things. But we also like we're there for each other. So it's yep. like they they would be there every weekend even if they weren't operating. Right. Yeah. That's so kingdom too. I think like where you f- you're finding like the f- we talk about like the family of God and like in the kingdom of God, you know, and people. I, I, I was that church kid. Like I think about like the guys like who just want to, they would just come and hang and just mm-hmm. be there. Like you said, Connor, be, just because they want to be there and they want to yeah. be around guys. I used to go to like my youth pastor's office like after school, like in high school, just because I wanted to be there. I wanted to be mm-hmm. like around him. I wanted to be around like the people like who were pointing me to Jesus and invited me into something like that was so much bigger than, so much bigger than myself. And so mm-hmm. I love that. Those spaces are so important. Um, Gosh, I, this is this is a I love this next question. Uh-oh. I want to ask you guys. <laughs> uh oh, yes, get ready for it. What's one thing that you wish platform people maybe mm. knew? I got a good one. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. I'm nervous. <laughs> no, I think this has been my I don't know, my I've learned to communicate this more effectively in the last I think two years because of just our jobs got crazier with COVID. Mm. They did not get simpler. It got way more hectic and just learning like for my own mental health, like I need people to know this. And it's basically that like what we're doing is our craft and it's what we're passionate about. It's what we love. Mm. It's not like, for instance, like my mix when I mix on a weekend or for broadcast or my monitor mix or whatever, like we've put our blood, sweat and tears into that. And we care about it. Yeah. It's not this like distant thing that we don't. So when you talk about it, whether it's like critiquing, which I think is most things are totally valid, but there needs to be a level of like gentleness with mm, that because yeah, yeah, yeah. you have spent, <laughs> the, my favorite thing is like um, you spent like, you know, 72 hours on this mix, show it to someone they're like, dude, this is going to sound so good when it's mixed. And you're just like... <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. And then so it's like we're putting time and effort into these things. And so don't see it as like it's like your voice. Like if someone critiqued your voice, it's a very personal thing. It's Mm. it's who you are. Same with us. It's our product. It's like what we do. Yeah. And it's what we bring to the table. And so a level of like gentleness and kindness with that, I think would be much appreciated if it's whether it's lights, whether it's even though it seems like it's a piece of machinery up here yeah it's still like there's craft and artistry exactly and so so it's like coming to those kind of things like knowing that 
and not just assuming like he doesn't care yeah. that we don't like this. It's like, right. no, I'm going to think about it for the next two weeks right. and not yeah. sleep, you know, like, and so I don't know, I've always, I'm glad I got to communicate that because that's been something and I didn't understand it either. Yeah. I was like, oh, I actually, I do care. Like, this is like, something. totally. And it's like hard mm. to explain sometimes, mm. but it's like, no, I care about this. And yeah. when someone talks about it negatively, it hurts my feelings. And it's like, if it come, they come at it really harsh. I'm like, oh, maybe I suck at my job, you know? So it's mm, like, yeah. there is a level of like, just like how we, and I think production people have done a really bad job of that. Like, hmm. yeah. hey, can you sing, right? It's like, why would you say that to somebody? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, their yeah. voice. Like, or can you play the right note? It's like, they're trying, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. assuming mm. that everyone, like um, we've, me and my wife have been taking this, or we're doing this Bible study for married couples. And it's about, about big part of it is about like assuming the best. Um, yeah, in your spouse, and so assuming that like this person is trying, this person is doing their best, and so don't be like they're not, they don't care at all. Like mm-hmm. don't assume they care at all. Like, assume that they have been putting a lot of effort into this, a lot of time, and so approach it with mm. some kindness and some yeah. gentleness. Mm. That's good. That's good. Thank you for voicing that. I love that. I think there's something there's something there as well with like serving each other. I think about like platform people as well of like, there shouldn't just be critique or instruction from from just one side. I know that um, Chad, uh, who's one of our music directors here and actually mixes this, mixes this podcast. Shout out Chad. He, Shout out to Chad. Hi Chad. He always mentions to different instrumentalists, like a really good practice of like going to the sound booth and mm-hmm. asking. Yeah. Like he's, a, he's an electric guitarist and a great guitarist. And um, but he still goes back when he's at, whenever he's at a new campus or a new space, he'll go back to the sound booth and um, to a trusted engineer and say, hey, like, what did you think of like my guitar tone? Mm-hmm. Like just the way like it's sitting in the mix and like different different parts or whatever. Because um, he realizes that he's he's providing something for the front of house guy to mix as well. That it's not just his guitar there, but like there's yeah. a greater picture yeah. at play. Yeah. And so I just always felt like that was so honoring of like recognizing recognizing someone else's craft, you know, yeah. recognizing what someone else is putting their hands to. And I feel like there's so much there that um, as wor- like worship leaders and platform people that we can lean into um, of just asking questions to, to our producers and our sound people of like, yeah. how are things translating? Hey, when I did that, like, did that feel okay? You know, cause a lot of times we all just have a part of the picture at yeah. play. And so to lean into each other there, I think is, is so important. For yeah. sure. Yeah, it's more yeah. collaborative than like right. we're, the worship team is going to do what they do and we're just like holding mm-hmm. on and writing it out. It's like, right. no, yeah. like how did that affect you? Like, oh. Right, because yeah. it's all part of the bigger picture for the worship experience as a whole. How are we helping people experience Jesus? And mm-hmm. so if you just kind of like go into these silos, then, well, that's not going to turn into a great experience for anybody, for the platform friends, for production friends, for congregation that comes to experience it. So you need to collaborate just like our friend Chad does mm-hmm. with each other to make a great experience for everyone, for our whole church family. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think for me, one thing, like just to, for those who are not technical, to they don't have to know the weeds or details of it, but to know the cost yeah. of it, you know, because it's going to cost one way or another. Like maybe it will cost financially more, but maybe it will cost hours or personal time, or, or whatever it may be, you know, there's usually a cost that isn't known. And when you help fill the gap in that way, most of the time people are like, oh, energy, effort, time, whatever, it's not worth it 
to do that. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, hey, this is a big thing coming up. We do want to put the energy towards that. And that that comes with relationship to help you yeah. communicate those things. If it's just a directive, we got to get this done and we're on a team and we all know, it's like, hey, we know the cost, we're going to do it. And that's kind of the gift of being a part of a production person is you have this like magic wand that no one knows how that happened, but it happened <laughs> and it was great. But then we could go back and communicate the cost, you know, or if there's yeah. last minute changes, we could say, yes, we can make that happen. Here's what it's going to take. Yep. Our team just finished a set build. We're going to have to come in on Friday to set up these additional pieces. So probably won't get a day. And sometimes they'll be like, you know what? Let's let's table it this week. Let's try and hit it next week. But mm-hmm. just to communicate the cost, I think, um, or allow there to be space for someone to understand that or to even be asked, hey, what what's that change going to cost? Like, how, what's it really going to take to pull that off, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's helpful coming from someone who might not understand the details. And I don't want people to know or have to get into my brain of like right. all the technical elements of it. Yeah. Um, and there's a fine line being a production person to where sometimes people don't ask that because you know they'll just get, you'll get overtalked. You'll, you know, people start saying words like frequencies and, you know, like phase and all so these like, people are yeah, like, I'm out. DMX and universes. And you're like, what are you talking There's about? There's too many universes. Yeah. The so, multiverse. Yeah. But, yeah. and that's something for us production people to learn. Like, I don't have to like get super nerdy about all of my technical stuff on why we can't do something. Hmm. You know, how do we simplify it and, and be able to say, yeah, we could do that, but here's, the time and energy it's going to take or, or whatever. So I think that's been helpful and to communicate that of like, that's something I wish maybe more people would know when it comes to like working together. Cause it's a both and I have to not be super nerdy brainy when I'm communicating to someone yep. who doesn't know what I'm doing and then mm. vice versa for people to ask little questions like, okay, what's that really going to take? Like right. how many hours does that add on to your plate? If we add that one thing, it's like, Oh, it adds four hours. Then it's like, Oh, that's a lot. You know, yeah. Um, so stuff like that, I think, is um, is helpful. Kind of understanding the cost and what it takes, rather than knowing what does it actually like the details of what it takes to do stuff. Gosh, that's so helpful. That's so helpful because I think that I see so many gaps in that. Of like, people will often like the natural response is to get into the nitty gritty yeah. of like of the way things are are working, and also too the natural response of like the platform side of like of just asking for something, you know, mm-hmm. and not realizing the cost. So that's really helpful, Daniel, of like like mending the gap and like in those in those areas. What are some what would be your encouragement, I guess, to what would you tell a leader or a volunteer? Just think it turning our turning our minds like towards the people like like listening, maybe in smaller church contexts or different campuses of that maybe they're feeling like a little bit of a rub or a little bit of a gap like between mm-hmm. their production ministry and, and the platform ministry. What would be like maybe some encouragement or practical things you would give them? My initial thought is like, have you leaned in to that relationship? Because I think it can get really easy when we start to feel distance between people to think like, well, they don't want to be my friend or they they just must not like me or the worship leader, they have their own group and they they don't need me and I'm just in the production people and I'm less than or whatever. And the reality is like our worship leaders really do love us and our production leaders really do love us and they love each other because we're all after the same goal. Everybody wants to see more people come to Christ and build the church family, so on and so forth. 
So how do we lean into the relationships that might feel uncomfy and like, hey, do you want to go to lunch after church? And like, can I take, you know, our family and your family and can we just go to lunch? Or can I grab coffee with you before we go to rehearsal on Thursday? Or Mm. whatever that may be. Or send them a text, send them a birthday card, like something to help start slowly bridging the gap to mend those relational equity, just like Connor and Daniel talked about early on, like relational equity is everything. You don't Mm. get there, you know, overnight. You don't build Rome in a night, but little by little we get there. Yeah. I, it's tough because I've been on both sides. I feel like, like, and yeah, I think it's just dealing with it head on an appropriate Mm -hmm. time, having a conversation over coffee somewhere offline. Cause that's the thing too, is like, I've been rubbed the wrong way during something like a lot. And I think most of us have rubbed maybe even each other <laughs> um, <laughs> when it's in the moment. And it's like learning to table that, not just like explode because yeah. that's not yeah. the time. Yep. Um, and I think that's something production people we struggle with is like, we're told, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. And it's like, that's not our nas- nat- natural personality. And then it's like, we just kind of explode and we don't know how to actually communicate well, like our feelings and thoughts. And so it's learning okay, I'm going to table this for now. And then maybe it might not even be as big of a deal as you thought in the mm. moment. Yeah. But then it's just like, hey, like in using like the I language, like yes. I felt this when you said this to me off the mm. stage. Right. You know, yeah. I felt this way, all these kinds of things and kind of just explaining, I think that you care about what's going on and that we're all in this together and you want it to be good too. Because I think that's kind of an assumption sometimes is that maybe production people care a little less than the worship team does mm-hmm. or whatever. We're creating these divides in our heads. It's not, doesn't right. actually exist. It's just yeah. like, um, and we all, we have different skills and different personalities, but it's just like being able to communicate that well and in a timely way and like an appropriate time and process Cause like some of us need to process it. So take it, mm-hmm. take some time, be like, okay, that write it down, whatever you need to do to make sure that they know what you're feeling and what's going on. Um, so you can rebuild that bridge. Cause I think, we just don't talk. Mm. And that's the problem. Like we just don't mm, have these right. conversations and then it's like they fester and mm-hmm. we get we become salty. Yeah. And all these kinds of things and it's like no, you just got to talk about it. Like yeah. be honest and yeah. I've never had a honest conversation that didn't help. You know, it's like we've had these hard conversations and they're honest and it's like okay, but then it's like it just keeps getting better. Yeah, because you are taking a like in terms of relational collateral, you're taking a step. You're like, we're gonna be real with each other. You know, we're taking a step yeah. in a direction that's deeper. Like, we're gonna be deeper yeah. friends or deeper coworkers or whatever. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, like, yeah, building that relational collateral, like, yeah, knowing what sports teams they like, knowing these things. It's not just this like, it's either work or nothing. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. knowing knowing their kids' names, knowing all these kinds of things. I think all equal a better result. In the yeah. long run, mm-hmm. yep. You know, I. A lot of it has to do with communication and action. You know, we could talk about loving and being respectful for each other, but there's, like, as a um, one thing I love about our teams is like we're really good at stage plots, <laughs> and I'm not joking. For a production person, that's like our love language to know what this like where people are going to be on stage prior to like having to set up. 100%. Cables and mics and stuff yes. like that. Yes. RMDs are so amazing. Oh, pr- praise God, favorite. they truly are. <laughs> and you know, like we're we're really 
detail oriented and, mm-hmm. and planning center. And that didn't just happen overnight. That that happened through relationship of learning like what does like respecting one another look like in in this space? And a lot of it is like communication and action. Mm. So like it's so we feel very loved as production people when we get a stage plot, when we get song scans, when we know what songs are going to be happening on the weekend. Um, and let's say we get 80% and there's like another 20% that changes. At least we got 80, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. On the other end, for us as production people to kind of help love those on the platform is to review those documents, to study them, to show that we really cared about the time and energy they put into that. Yeah. You know, so for them to show up with the plot looking like what they sent, you know, and if we have questions, we could communicate in that. We could ask questions. We mm-hmm. could say, hey, I heard there's potentially two keyboards, but I don't see it on the plot. Like, just want to, you know, I think that's a big, a big piece, you know, like action and communication mm-hmm. actually equals love within both sides of these teams, you know? Yes. Um, and in, in like First John 3, it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with action and in truth. Mm-hmm. And just like, we can't get to real, like real love and, and respect for one another if it's just talk. There has to be action behind it. Um, and that goes a long way. Because if, if you're just showing up week to week and it's just kind of this like fire drill thing, probably is pointing to the fact that there's not a lot of communication happening towards your production team, you mm-hmm. know, um, and understanding the costs of like, yeah, when I say just move the drum kit over to the other side of the stage, like, why is, that a, why is that a big deal, you know? But if you don't know the cost of like, oh man, we had to like, tear down the drum riser and reset it up and da, da, da. you know, um, those things go a long way in, in building relational equity and allowing there to be just a lot of, um, grace for one another and stuff. So. Yeah, Cause I think too, like a lot of times with worship, it's just weekend to weekend. We're just going and going. It feels like sometimes your work just goes out into the void. Yeah. Like it's just like, I'm doing all this prep and then it just like, it's gone, you know, no one really cares. Yep. But then it's like when I, I feel like when a production person is like, hey, MD, I noticed that on on PCO, there's two keyboard players, but on the stage pot, there's one. And it's like, oh, somebody, you're kind of like, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. And we both, like, I'm noticing, I'm paying enough attention to detail. And then it's like, well, there's like a trust being built there. It's like, yeah. oh, someone does look at these documents. Like someone mm-hmm. does, if I'm spending yeah. an hour a week on this thing, somebody's looking at it it's someone's like not really but their bible like they are like this is what i'm building our entire yeah audio system around for this weekend because this is what it says on the stage plot yeah yeah and taking that extra step to communicate that and like not be like well maybe it's maybe it's wrong you know and just reaching out because i was i sucked at that for such a long time like i i would never take the extra step Mm -hmm. to like hey i noticed this and it was like hey just do that and people yeah. will be very happy about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So platform people, give your production team a heads up of what's going to happen on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> production people, do your homework and be ready for it. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And, that, e- and even if you know that, like, there's a lot of things up in the air, communicating that I right. think is awesome, too. Like, we all don't know what's going on somewhat of a weekend. Right. You know, so. We just stay flexible. Yeah. See what's going to happen. But as yeah. long as, like, you're communicating <laughs> that, like, hey, 
like super sorry we do not know if this is actually going to land but this is what we're planning on doing it's like right. cool we can hold to that as well right yeah and we're like in the same like mental space as the worship team mm-hmm. it's like we're not like oh this is what we're doing it's like no actually that was never the plan yeah. it's like and that's what our wednesday meeting helps out a lot too because it's just like yeah i don't know man this song might happen this song might not happen it's like yeah. cool right. good to like, know contingency plan a yeah. b c yeah. and you're like our yeah. producer will let us know in the moment we'll let you guys know it'll be great yes yeah so that's so yeah. great guys i love like love is action like that's such a that's such a great thing that that we can all sit in of like what is what does love and action look like for for me in the seat that i sit in for mm. the seat that i serve in you know in this particular week and sometimes that is like if, the, if mending the gap is is getting lunch with someone or getting coffee mm. with someone or just building more relational equity with the team or let's all go out and do whatever you know outside of the outside of the weekend maybe it's that maybe love is having a hard conversation you know with either your worship leader or vice versa yeah. or with someone on the team you know and being prayerful about those things too because I, if there's if you do need to have a conversation I just go have it, you know, mm-hmm. pray about it, you know, write those things down, you know, and just know that like, like God is like in those things. It's good for us to put things out there and to be able to communicate to one another so we can serve and yeah. love one another well and build those relationships. And so love that you guys brought all of that today. Yeah. And we always awesome. say praise in public, like critique in private, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like even for production people, like it's so, so helpful when if someone gives you a compliment, how do you help pass that to your team as well? You know, um, and I love that about our our circle time. We'll do call outs and stuff because that's an opportunity where you're able to shine a light on like spaces that most people don't see. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, which is so it's like, you know, none of us signed up to do tech to like because we don't want to be on stage. So we typically don't want yeah. the spotlight, but it never hurts to to hear someone compliment you about what you're doing or to hear you're doing a good job or, you know, um, and it's really honoring, you know, if you're serving your team to hear something from a drummer being like, yo, my inner mix sounds great this week. Like, you're like, oh, cool. Thanks for yeah. saying that in front of everyone. You know, um, that goes a long way in for production teams 100%. as well. So Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Just like in that little moment, you know, we're about to pray for service. Hey, by the way, this thing is awesome, Yeah, you know? That goes so. That goes so far. Daniel. And vice versa, from yeah. tech people to also say, "Yo, so and so did an awesome job leading that," or the guitar right. part here was because most of the time you don't hear that. You just only hear yeah. like, "Yo, your amp's too loud. Turn it down." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that too, Daniel, because that's something that we can all do. Like, no yeah. matter what church context, no matter what yeah. ministry space you're serving, we can all lift one another up in that yeah, way. That's right. And the same thing too with like communication of like. We may not all have like have places where we do like tons of stage plots or different things, but we can all figure out ways to to make communication clear and streamlined. Right. I think we were at um, we were out in the Midwest recently doing a conference, and I loved uh, I love someone brought up like the ease of just streamlining communication from the stage to the booth of like okay, we'll say like you have a drummer, even if it's a small room. And instead of them just shouting over the monitor, like, hey, could you turn this down or whatever, yeah. or turn this up, you know, or I need this or whatever, of just like streamlining that through like a worship leader or a vocalist of yeah. just like, hey, like the vocalist, their worship leader is going to communicate ear changes, yeah. you yes. know, of just like, just any way to eliminate shouting, any way to eliminate <laughs> um, just raising voices across the room, because yeah. it raises tensions even if there aren't any, yeah. you right. know? Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah, that's one thing I love about our venue is 
there's no yelling. And our room is so big that there's a lot of like, if you, Connor's on the other side of the room and I have to yell to the stage from him, like you would think I'm just angry all the time. Yeah. Yep. But I love like our comm system and the way our worship leaders communicate and our monitor engineers. They're just awesome. So yeah. it makes tensions look like they're there that aren't there. So yep. for sure, for sure. Well, as we wrap up, I'd love to ask you guys, like what's your hope in prayer for production teams? Just as like holistically, just across like just the big C church as we step into the future, what's your prayer for production teams as we look to the future? Wow, it's a deep question. Yeah. Made you think. I know, this one got me. <laughs> I think for me, it's like, I just wanna, I think we're we're coming out of the dark ages of like the salty, grumpy, introverted production team a little bit. Right. And I think like I I've always been encouraged to be myself, but also like step out of the box a little bit and take steps that are out of my comfort zone. I just I'd pray that production teams just taking little steps. Like what's the little thing you can do to kind of bust out of the comfort zone? Because I mm-hmm. think your entire team is going to feel that. Mm. Like we are behind the scenes. So like, like Daniel said, if we, if you, if you, if no one's ever heard you speak and then one day you're like, Hey, so-and-so you're really doing really good on drums. I bet that's going to mean more to them than the most extroverted member of that team saying that, you know, it's like the fact that you would step out and do something like that, like I think is a huge deal. And so it's just taking baby steps and just keep growing just keep um, stepping out of the box a little bit and just um, like, asking to pray before services like things like that's yeah. that's a i mean for production team that's kind of a week like we all are believers hopefully in the church and so it's like <laughs> do you pray like right like it's like it's a little bit different like and it's and it's hard but it's like take mm-hmm. that step mm-hmm. like make that move and i'm sure like people will be blessed like your input your prayer all that stuff is going to be felt and valued mm-hmm. um and so just taking small steps, and it's going to be huge. Yeah. I, for me, like, the moments that stand out to me the most and, like, what has helped me in my journey of, of ministry and serving is when people took time to pour into me. Yeah. Um, and to yeah. kind of keep – my prayer is that we just keep that as our priority, that people are our priority in this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's – that will go into what we actually do on a weekend, you yeah. know, that – at the end of the day, all of this stuff, the lights and the music and all of that stuff, it's really to help point towards Jesus and to help our community as we gather together, that that's something that we would point towards, you know? And Mm. if we're so focused on how the mix is and lighting, my prayer is that we don't miss what's actually happening in the room, that we're so caught up on just all of the details of production and the process and different protocols that we miss the people that are there and we miss even for ourselves what God's doing in the room that we mm-hmm. miss all of these moments of encountering Jesus ourselves because yeah. it's so easy to hide behind a booth, sit down, put your head down, do the parts you like. And then once the sermon comes on, you kind of like start checking an Instagram. It's like, no, that's, that's for me too, you know? And yeah. one of the things right. our team has always um, led with is like, let us be first Yep. You know, let us be first that is impacted by the sermon or let these songs mean more to us than just a song, you know, to us first. Um, I love it on weekends for communion. Typically our team will are, will partake in communion uh, before the service. 
because we want to go there first, right? Mm. And um, we're the first in, you know, shout out to Todd Elliott, the Philo Conference. We're the first in, last out. Yeah. And that's how we also want to be with what happens in that space and in that room. We want to be worshiping first um, through rehearsal and stuff, not just sing songs and sound check. Like, there's so much more in there, you know? Um, and hopefully our midweek is is full of worship and our midweek of our time with the Lord and you know, worshiping on our own and stuff mm. that the weekend's just an overflow of the the work that we've been putting in midweek and stuff. So that's kind of my prayer that we don't miss it, that we don't just attend or mix a service, but we're actually a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good, Daniel. Like, and for those of us too, that can speak to anyone like platform or wherever you serve in the house of the Lord. Like a lot of us are so used to serving that we forget that when we're there, you know, faith is for you. Conviction is for you. Encouragement is for you. All of that, all of that is for you too. And to sit under the word of God and to receive all that, that's huge, Daniel. What about you, Brittany? I would love to see us come out of, you know, being back in the booth people and people that, you know, Connor said salty and I had to laugh because that is kind of the like token, like all those production people, people that are really aligned with vision with their home churches and, you know, midweek events, extra conferences, extra whatever don't become a burden, but just such a blessing to Mm. be able to serve our church families in that way. You know, we do like marriage nights here. We do things with our kids ministry here, youth nights here. And like, sometimes they can be long and the prep from them can be confusing or long or whatever. But like, the reality is we get to see marriages restored and like kids find faith. And like, we, we all found this love of um, serving in production at a young age. And like, what if that's when their story starts too? So mm. why would we not invest in junior high and high school kids? Like yep. what a blessing it is to get to serve in those ministries and be leaders there. And so my that is my heart is that they we would align ourselves with the local church and not be this like off-brand siloed ministry, but part of our home churches and take ownership of that. That's really good, guys. That's really good. I just feel convicted to say as we close, I want to say to you guys and to any production person who's listening, thank you. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you for the hours that you put in, for the things that are unseen, for the things that no one will ever know about, the, th- the, the way you set the table for people to come receive grace, to receive forgiveness, to receive hope, to receive joy, for all of those things, for all the little things that you guys do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you guys so much for being on the Lead with Worship podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Well, I really hope that conversation blessed and encouraged you today. I loved what Daniel Scotty was saying there at, uh, in the conversation, that, that challenge, that invitation to all of us, uh, particularly in our production ministries, to not miss what God is actually doing in the room, how we can get so focused behind our consoles or our cameras or even at our instruments or our microphones to actually miss what God is doing in the space and restoring marriages and helping and healing so many people, including ourselves. So I love that conversation. I hope it was a real encouragement to you as well. You can stay connected with us in a few different ways. First of all, stay up to date with Saddleback Worship's original music wherever you stream your music. Also, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your questions, episodes, 
episode ideas and ways we can serve you. So you can email us at worshippodcast at saddleback.com. Again, that's worshippodcast at saddleback.com. Lastly, this podcast is one of the many podcasts produced by Saddleback Church. We have the Doable Discipleship Podcast, The Well, and more. So be sure to check out those links in the episode description. We're really glad we got to spend some time with you today, and we'll see you next time on Lead with Worship.